Hello and welcome to Bites 2016 Album of the Year podcast. Uh, I am your host, Jake Doolin. Uh, what, what should be my title? Uh, Everyone else gets a title. Guy who we can't get rid of. Guy who you can't get rid of, yes. <laughs> Already appeared on two this the year. The cat that came back. The cat who came <laughs> back. Uh, I will be your host today and with me... CJ Streetman, Managing Editor of Byte BSU. And Brianna Marvel, Community Manager of Byte BSU. And Savannah Smith, Assistant Creative Director of Byte BSU. And we are here to run down our top 10 albums of the year, as well as discuss a few other music-related topics. Uh, before we jump off anything, how was 2016 in y'all's opinion for music? I'm actually kind of disappointed with 2016. Not yeah. because like I thought that it was a bad year for music, but because... It lit, there was literally one thing on my top ten list that stood out to me as, like, this is an instant classic. And it instantly became my number one because there wasn't competition in that regard. Hmm. Like, last year, I personally had To Pimp a Butterfly, Act 4, Rebirth Enterprise, and Art Angels that were all, like, these are classics in, for me. This year, I only had one. Hmm. I feel like this year was really good. I feel like... I, I kind of agree there weren't a lot of, like, classic classics, but... Everything was pretty competitive. Like, I have told all of them several times. I've changed my order of list four times this morning. I can't decide. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, I don't really agree with this anymore. Um, but I just feel like I can't decide. Like, everything I like is all in the same, like, group and is really competing with each other. I personally had a really good year for music. Um, a lot of my favorite artists came out with new stuff, and um, some of it was pretty much the same. Like, you know, I kind of knew what to expect, and other stuff was uh, kind of threw me for a loop, sometimes in good ways, sometimes in bad ways. I mean, well, not necessarily bad. Nothing that, like, that I enjoy, like, artist-wise, was really bad. Um, some of it was unexpected, but overall, I really enjoyed this year in music. Hmm. Okay. I, I'm kind of down that road, too. I mean, everything that was supposed to be good was good. Yeah. yeah. And the things that weren't were just kind of okay. Nothing was blatantly horrible. Okay right. at worst is how I would describe yeah. 2016 for music. Yeah. Okay at worst. Yes, that's <laughs> Every other aspect of, of 2016, I already just tried to repress it from my memory, is terrible at best. Yes. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. It just went 2015, 2017. We yep. <laughs> let's let's at not least... kid ourselves, 2017's not going to be better. No. 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 But at least we have the music to hang on to true. in 2016. Yeah. That is true. As okay. Chance the Rapper says, music <laughs> is all we got. <laughs> what an excellent way to start this off. Um, does anyone want to particularly go first of their, their top ten? I can start us out. All right. Number 10. Okay. My number 10 is Clipping's Splendor and Misery, which, for those who don't know, is a space opera via hip-hop, which is the dopest thing I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. uh, the songs that really stood out to me in terms of, like, really quality music, really quality rap, and, like, some awesome lyrics are The Breach, All Black Everything, and True Believer. Basically, like... I saw a lot of mixed reception of this album, but it was so unique and, to me, so well executed that it absolutely had to make my list. Clipping is one of the most unique experimental hip-hop groups. And they never get, like, the credit they deserve. I've always seen mixed to eh, reviews on all their stuff. I've generally enjoyed almost everything they put out because it's so unique and different. Like, the sheer fact that in their premiere album they were just like, we're not going to use the most used word in all of hip-hop? Come on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Their second album, they rapped over an alarm clock. Just mm -hmm. That was it. Just a alarm clock beep. 
And it was so good. Davi Diggs, uh, who people might know from Hamilton. I don't know who he plays he in Hamilton. He Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. Okay. He plays those two characters. He has one of the best voices in hip-hop. It's it, People talk like a lot about speed rap and like how quickly someone... He is so quick and like so on point. With Seriously, his... check out The Breach. His enunciation is perfect. He basically gives you, in what would be a sci-fi novel, 20 pages of exposition in about a minute 40. Mm-hmm. And that clipping album... When I heard it was like a sci-fi opera, I was like, oh, is this going to be hard to follow? But generally, I, I understood everything going on, and it was really, like, introspective, and, and all. it was – I loved it. Check, seriously, check it out. It's dope. Yeah. That was a really – what you got? Uh, for my number 10, I did um, Stage 4 by Touche Amore. I always mess this up. You're hurting me. Um, <laughs> okay, see, I actually hadn't listened to this till you all put it on your list. So that's kind of why it's uh, number 10. I did really enjoy it. Immediately I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, all right. Like, first song. Um, like, uh, was really it Flowers it. for You? Yeah. Such a strong yeah, opening. It's really, really good. So I really liked it, um, but just because I did have such a short time with it, it just couldn't climb up, like, everything else on my list I've known of for a while and, like, really enjoyed, so... Oh, uh, you got time to, like, let him mature compete. for yeah. you. Yeah, gotcha. so that's I why I got that. number 10. I think if I would have had more time with it, it would have gotten a little higher. So it might be a grower for you? It'll probably be a grower. Okay. I feel like that's just natural about that album because it's not, like, a fun album, and that one, yeah. that one it's a challenging album, I would mm-hmm. say, in, yeah. like, every aspect of it. When I first heard it, I was, I was kind of mixed about it, but then I kept returning to it. for Something kept drawing me back, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. it grew on me throughout mm-hmm. the year. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. Savannah, what is your number 10? Um, well, I'm about to really hurt Brie. Number 10 for me uh, is Joanne by Lady Gaga. Um, I It's number 10 for me. It's so low. I mean, I love Lady Gaga as a person, as an artist. I love her music. I love everything about her. Um, and I can appreciate that it's a great album, like Million Reasons. Hey Girl is my favorite song because... It's just so like blatantly gay. <laughs> um, I I appreciate in Joanne that she kind of harkens back to this like, I mean some of the songs are different, but a lot of the songs kind of have like this like country feel to it. And I love that she incorporates her sexuality into so many of the songs. Um, and I think it's a great style for her, and I appreciate that she, you know, kind of wants to experiment. But for me personally, um, this isn't my favorite kind of Lady Gaga. I really loved Born This Way, and um, I really actually loved Art Pop. I know a lot of people didn't, but I loved Art Pop. I love this, like, I love her, like, synthy, like, poppy kind of stuff. So Joanne was different for me, but I can really appreciate it. Um, I think it's great. I think it's, you know, awesome, but... For me, Joanne was probably my favorite Lady Gaga album, which is unfortunate because it didn't make my list. But it I'm so, a lot about um, how you feel about Lady Gaga. It's no, like, I, 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 I really adore, no, no, I adore Lady absolutely, Gaga. Absolutely, but like. But like, jo- for me, Joanne was like so mellow, and like I just really appreciated that difference coming out of her, like to move away from like so much of the well pop stuff and yeah. move towards like what felt kind of like soul music for a lot of it. Like that really did it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I adore Joanne. We can talk about this later. Um, it <laughs> got much higher. Yes, we will. It got much higher on my list than Savannah gave it. Um, I, I don't think there's a person in this world who can rightfully say they don't like Lady Gaga. Like, no. it's just, it's not right. And I just... <laughs> <laughs> I want to fight Joanne. people who don't. <laughs> Frankly, I... 
I know a lot of people, especially Savannah, have mixed feelings about this. This year has been weirdly very influenced by country. It has. And I yeah. love it. I, I really I'm like it. And at first I was kind of like, this is cool. But, like, I don't know. And it kept growing. And then I was like, yeah, all right. Like, my first favorite artist was Patsy Cline. So, like, <laughs> it touches my heart. I really enjoy it. Well, like, to me, the, the whole, like to me, the whole, like, this year being influenced by country thing has been less, like, everyone dipping their toes into country and more, like, really talented artists yes. turning their gaze towards an underappreciated genre, but that's mostly because, in my opinion, a lot of country artists are crap. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's oversaturated. Country. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's mainstream country, country, country is bad. And then, <laughs> and then like seeing all these super talented artists like um Beyonce and Lady Gaga turn their eyes towards that genre, it really did it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I was happy to see that. What's your number 10? My Jake? number 10 is Frank Ocean's Blonde mm-hmm. slash Endless. Because I'm putting Endless on there because they came out a day apart from each other. And Endless is the visual album. And it has like, I guess you could say B-sides. But I really, I, the music is beautiful in that. But Blonde itself, the, the official album, at first I was a little confused when I got it. There was no drums on all but one track. And I was mm-hmm. like... This is really weird. I was expecting something like Pyramids from yeah. his last release, something like Bombastic. But then when I really got into it, I, I kind of got what he was going for. This was a more introspective record. This was more personal. This was more like, you know, him, you know, speaking to you in a way. And it reminded me, I went to go see the movie Moonlight, and I'm not going to spoil anything about that movie. Yeah, please don't. I need to but, see it. The way that movie handles masculinity and, and what it means to be a man and, and what it means to love somebody – just that and that the blonde and moonlight would go perfect together i think and the key songs for me were ivy that uh, what was the line like i thought i was dreaming when i loved you come on now that's like a <laughs> yeah. perfect frank ocean line that immediately yeah. gets you in tears the moment it starts uh self-control you have young lean singing backup on that song i love yeah self-control is, a good Self-Control song. is amazing but i really like nikes a lot of people didn't like nikes when it came out they thought it was kind of weird the the whole pitch shifted vocals at the start, but like yeah. that one hit me pretty quickly with the RIPs to the people who have died. Yeah. And then when it switches over to his voice, that felt like the big moment of him coming back. He's been gone for a long time. It starts out with like a different voice. And then when he says, uh, I'll let y'all prophesize. And it's just like, he's back. And that whole album, I just loved how it's like sequenced all the way through. It just flows so well. I love it. We will be talking about Blonde more because it is also <laughs> on my list. But, yeah, um, I think that, like, I don't know, something about Blonde, like, it. it's hard to pin down because, like, in a lot of ways, it kind of gave me the Frank Ocean fix that I so desperately needed. But it also, it didn't leave me feeling disappointed, but there's something, something missing from it. Hmm. But it was still good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard to explain, but, yeah. Uh, Blonde almost made my list, so I'll go ahead and talk about it here instead of later. (laughs) Okay. To me, like, I wasn't the biggest fan of Channel Orange, which that's kind of what made this this album so interesting to me. Because I was neither. (laughs) I I got I got the strong feeling from Blonde that like it was an examination of masculinity, but more so it was an examination of that expectation of him from the. Last four years, was it, of everyone just saying, when's the next album? Yeah. Like, him suddenly being in that kind of spotlight, I really, that really hit me hard. And I think the track that got me most was, uh, was it White Ferrari? Yes. That yeah. one, 
that one just felt like right in that concept for me. Mm-hmm. I want to say one more Frank Ocean line that gets me every time I listen to it. It's on Endless. He says something about uh, letting all the refugees into his house. So he says, I buy two McMansion. Wait, I buy one McMansion and two apple pies. <laughs> that gets me every time and it makes me laugh so hard. But it's so smooth the way he says it. And it's like, you know, he's like the epitome of cool to me. Oh, yes. He, he, just him talking, it's like you're wearing a leather jacket cruising <laughs> down the road in a white Ferrari. It's that cool. Like, very few artists manage to capture that feeling, but he's it's effortless. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to number nine. Okay, my number nine is Mick Gordon's version of the Doom soundtrack, which I thought was a bit of a weird pick, but there's just something so precise and perfect about that collection of metal music that I feel like to get, deserves more recognition than it does. Like, to me, 2016 hasn't been the best year for metal, and this is just pure instrumental metal the whole way through. It's excellent. The songs that really stand out to me are Rip and Tear, Skull Hacker, and uh, BFG Division. It's just perfect metal, in my opinion. Like, it's so good. My friend works uh, a factory job, and they let him pick music every once so often, and he's one of the youngest people there. And one day he, the people kept listening to the gospel tapes, and it finally was his turn. And he was like, you know what? I'm putting on Rip and Tear. And yes. he put on Rip and Tear, and generally people actually liked it. And that's, to me, I love the, the Doom soundtrack so much. Like, very often, like, not very often I put soundtracks on my list because sometimes it's hard to separate the exactly, music from, yeah. yeah. But Which this, I admit I am biased because Doom is my game of the year. Probably mine too. But it's, like, you can separate from the, the game itself, and it's still just great metal music. Mm-hmm. It's great music in general. Like, to me, it feels accessible because it's not, there's not a whole lot of noise that doesn't serve a purpose. Like, everything feels well-placed because, you know, it's a video game soundtrack. If something's jarring, it takes you out of the experience. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that it feels like such accessible metal while still being so high tier is really special to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh. Okay. Right, so my number nine, um, I have Remember Us to Life by Regina Spector. Um, this is a start. This year was a lot of very politically charged things came out of 2016 as yeah. a whole, but especially in music. And um, Regina Spector was no exception. She's incredibly talented. Um, the Trapper and the Farrier and Grand Hotel are two of the songs I like the best. Um, I feel almost bad putting her at number nine because this album was just beautiful. I really, really enjoyed it. But it's not something I feel like everything else are things I would listen to more often. Um, this is beautiful and absolutely stands strong, but it's just, I'm not going to come back to it all the time. Like I will everything else. Mm-hmm. A few songs, but. Mm-hmm. I'll admit I have not listened to her album. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Regina Spector is one of those things I was really into like a few years ago. I loved when, um, Fidelity, I think that was the name of the mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. When Fidelity came out, I was like, oh, hey, I really like this. And so I like listened to some of her music and I love her voice. I think she has oh, a beautiful absolutely. voice. Um, but yeah, I'll have to give that a listen. Actually, really <laughs> Regina Spector was on the Muppets float this year. Really? Thanksgiving, yep, I That's believe. Awesome. Yep, I remember I seeing her. her. I remember seeing her in the Thanksgiving parade, and she played a song from the album, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. She's also beautiful. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. She's just talented, very talented. Yes. Uh, my number nine, and I will try not to be too redundant, <laughs> is "Blonde" by Frank Ocean. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh, I loved Channel Orange. Loved, loved, loved Channel Orange. It's honestly probably one of my top ten like favorite albums of all time. 
Um, and when he was talking, I think it was like a year ago, he was like, yeah, I'm going to release my album. I was like, ready. I was like, okay, it's July. Where's, where is it? Like, where's it at? I and didn't say like, what July. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, I was really, um, waiting with bated breath for this album. And when it came out, um, I, at first I wasn't super like, I, like I wasn't super wowed like I, I enjoyed it but I wasn't like oh my gosh this is amazing this is everything I wanted and more um but I think more the more that I listen to it the more that I can appreciate it um songs like um Skyline 2 I love Skyline 2 um and also um wow I'm so bad I can't even remember the songs um Pink and White um I love the Beyonce um on like at, towards the end um some people don't like pink and white i don't know i love it it just has this like very like light um kind of like dreamy sort of sound to it that i enjoy um i don't know there's just something but it's hard because like there were some things that kind of um kind of made me feel like iffy about the album that's why it's so low um i mean if it were my choice i would put frank ocean like probably on the top five because i love him (laughs) but um something like i don't know the facebook story thing i thought that was kind of like weird to just kind of throw in there like it doesn't make sense in between pretty sweet and close to you um it just i don't know it just felt weird and unnecessary and like i kind of understand why he put um be yourself on there because that's his mom like talking about how you know like don't do drugs and alcohol and all that stuff but i don't know it just felt sort of out of place um but otherwise i I really enjoyed everything else i loved his like you know, talking about, like, masculinity and all that stuff and talking more about his sexuality because he didn't want to talk about it for a while. Um, and I think it was really important to him as someone who's bisexual to, you know, be visible in that sense. Um, so I'm always going to stand for Frank Ocean. Um, but, like, it was a hit, but, like, there's something off about it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. On the on the skits thing, I feel like if he would have taken the route that the last song does, Future Free, where at the end he has, like, the kids talking about skateboarding and all this stuff, that, that ties into the album's themes. I will agree with you. Facebook story makes no sense to me every yeah. time I hear that. And the mom thing, that's just funny to me, but it really doesn't add anything. Yeah. I really appreciated the mom thing, to be honest. Like, I, that, that really did something for me as, like, an important part of the album. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I don't like I can't like it's kind of like an intangible thing but it kind of felt like it was a keystone that needed to be there. Maybe okay. I haven't unlocked that part. I like I've listened to it. I, I kept it on. I deleted the Facebook story off my version. <laughs> I'm like yeah, I don't I need to like, hear eh. about I don't need to hear about this guy deleting somebody off Facebook. But I've kept it on there for some reason and I don't know maybe it's just there's something there obviously. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that, you know, sticks with me. Um my number 9 is Teen Suicide. It's the big joyous celebration. Let's stir the honey pot. Um, I yes. love this band with a passion. Um, Sam Ray, I've followed Sam Ray through. He has about five or six different bands, and all of them have put out like exceptional work. Um, but I particularly like Teen Suicide because that's the one that is the most... It, it takes elements of all of his other bands. He's in an instrumental electronic band called Ricky Eat Acid. He's in a big group band called uh, Julia Brown. And all those elements kind of come in. You have... Uh, 
you know, really lo-fi recording, but it feels big in a way. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down, it feels like the inverse. Last year, I loved the uh, album Harmlessness. That was my favorite album of that the year. That album was so good. And this feels like a different version of that, but just as good, where Harmlessness was more about, like, being there for someone and helping them along the way of their, their journey to get out of whatever struggle they're in. This album feels like they're just happy you're around. Mm-hmm. They're celebrating the fact that, you, hey, you're around another day. You might change today. Maybe something will happen. I don't know. But it's just nice that you're here. And I just appreciate that sentiment so much when I hear this album. Uh, VIP is a great song. Neighborhood Drug Dealer, that breaks my heart every time I hear it. Uh, it's just a pop song. That one. It's just a pop song. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's just a pop song. Like, the most beautiful songs on this album are like so incredibly dark and then like a song called Beauty is the most harsh and and noisy and it's it's I love this album to death uh, Sam Ray whatever you do I'm gonna follow you to the <laughs> ends of this earth um, but yeah this is a good album if you like lo-fi stuff definitely check this out uh, Let's Stir the Honeypot was competing for my number 10 spot and it just barely didn't make it but there was one thing about the album that just like really struck me as important and it I think the best example of it is in the song Stomach of the Earth where there are points where the lyrics aren't supposed to matter and that's like really clearly indicated by how hard it is to discern them like as the words become more distorted you can tell that what the meaning itself isn't important Mm -hmm. and like that just really touched like that did something for me i loved that Mm -hmm. and i will also say sam ray has been an addict most of his life and most of his albums deal with that and i appreciate that every album it's not like it got easier for him it's things get better slowly there's a song in here called uh the things i love are tearing me apart or something like that and it talks about how uh, how good he felt fishing with his dad in 95, but also how good he felt taking drugs and how hard it was for him to balance what that means in his mind. And I, I, the way he, he can say these things so freely, I don't know. Like To me, that would be bottled up inside me, but he's so open and just wants – and it fits the album's tone. You know, He's yeah. just happier around to be there. Um, I just really appreciate it. I love that band to death. Um, brief aside – uh, we're going to talk about best new artists before we move on to the rest of our list. We're going to take these little brief asides every every two or so. So, best new artist. Who was your favorite person this year? Mine's kind of a technicality because mine's Anoni, which it's uh, her first album as Anoni as opposed to, what is it, Anthony and the something? Anthony and the Johnsons. Anthony and the Johnsons. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, for the, like, the debut album of a solo artist, like, Hopelessness really did it for me. Like, far and away, the best new person that I heard this year. Oh, yeah. Um, For mine, I chose Alex Leahy. She came out with her EP, B-Grade University. Um, it's, it's just a really good EP. She goes pretty hard, but it's like that indie rock, you know, like, girl singer thing where, like, when you first hear it, it's not necessarily... You don't necessarily think it goes hard, but, like, it really does. Like, musically, <laughs> it is just super impressive. It's really good. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens with her. Cool. Um, mine is um, Division, and he is signed to OVO Sound, um, so he probably is, like, best friends with Drake or something, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he opens his tour. Yeah, so I think that's really cool. I really enjoy his voice. It's very, like, slow jams, like, kind of new wave R&B type stuff. Um, 
I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great album. Um, it's really nice, like chill music. Um, the song called Hallucin- Hallucinations mm. is super good. It's kind of like sad. Um, so like I was really feeling the music and like feeling really chill, but I was also really sad at the same time. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's fine. I love Division. That was a good album. Yeah. Um, my favorite new artist this year uh, is a tie between No Name and Kamaya, two new female rappers on the scene. Both put out really good tapes this year. Uh, Kamaya probably is my favorite, just because um, going between like really you know introspective songs and then having uh, a song with YG and Drake, the uh, Why You Why You Hatin'. I love that song. Um, How do you feel? That's such a great song, and she just exudes this this wonderful personality of like every music video she's in she wants to be drinking champagne no matter what it doesn't even matter if it fits the music video like in the drake and uh yg one drake and yg are driving in a car they have to keep cutting back to her sitting down drinking champagne because that's what she wants to do and you know what i appreciate that she's a really good rapper no name is uh friends are works with chance the rapper she's a chicago-based rapper her music's more low-key uh more you know summertime feel type of music but I really liked her 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 work and both of them I think are just going to blow up next year I'm calling it now both of them are going to blow up next year I'm excited to see that mm-hmm. alright so we're moving on to number 8 number 8 okay my number 8 is Nosebleed Weekend by the Coat Hangers and to me it was just this album was like the epitome of refreshing because it's basically super mellow Riot Girl music and like really harkens back to like Bikini Kill and Bratmobile and stuff like that. And that just really does it for me because that's like my favorite genre, full stop. <laughs> and this album just felt like so unique and like even within the genre itself, it's such a soft version while still, like you said, going so mm-hmm. hard. <laughs> the songs that really stuck out to me are Make It Right, Watch Your Back, and Had Enough. And it's just like to be able to express that kind of anger while still making the sound so mellow, while still going so hard. <laughs> it's just such a good album. Eh? Riot Girl has the best song titles. They tell you everything you need to know right there, but then yep. it's so good. Yep. <laughs> I, agree. I listened to this, um, and I did really, really like it, and it's kind of like uh, Touche Amore again. I think it's going to grow on me the more I listen to it. It has with me, yeah. for sure. I don't think it would have made my top ten regardless, but I think it would have come a lot closer should I have mm-hmm. um, gotten a hold of it a little bit sooner. I really enjoyed it. Um, so for my number eight, I chose A Seat at the Table by Solange. Just very strong start, very beautiful. Um, again, very political, and she says a lot that needs to be said and has kind of been said, but like no holds on it. She's just like, I'm you know, black, beautiful, black culture does not mean white culture does not exist. Like, mm-hmm. um, she's just very honest, very explicit about everything she feels she needs to say, and she does it absolutely beautifully. That's a strong debut, too. Like, she yeah. had her EP, and I love that EP, uh, but that was more poppy. This was mm-hmm. just out there so strong. It's mm-hmm. like, I listened, when the first time I heard it, I woke up in the morning and saw it was out, and I listened to it, and like, this was one that I didn't even get up. Because usually I get up in the morning, I sat in bed, and I listened to this straight the way through, because it was just that beautiful. Um, a seat at the table is actually higher on my list, so we will talk about it later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love her. Like, this is me. I'm black. I'm beautiful. Like, um, one of the songs is called "Don't Touch My Hair," which is my favorite song. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just love that it's like politically charged and it's beautiful music. Her voice sounds like a dream. I love it. Oh yeah. 
Savannah, oh yeah, you're that's me. Um, so number eight for me is um, "In My Mind" by B.J. the Chicago Kid. Um, it's uh, he's a new artist, and it's very like it's it's very like now, but it's also kind of like '90s R and B. Honestly, the entire album, pretty much all he talks about is like having sex with women um (laughs) so like it for some it might not have like a lot of like substance per se but um like church is one of my favorite songs is he says like she wants to drink do drugs and have sex tonight but i have church in the morning like i just think it's like a funny contrast i just love it um also love inside is a really good song like you think that it's like about love like it's kind of funny because like you think these songs are about like love like love inside sounds like oh it's like a love song or something honestly like the whole time he's talking about sex and like i mean he just owns it i i don't think that's a bad thing um i think it's really great like just like chill music like you know have like a romantic night in with someone with um but I just I don't know. 2016 for me it was like a big like a really big like R and B year for me. I just love that like chill, um, like smooth music. Um, so yeah, this is a this is a really great album. I love it. If you like like really smooth R and B, check it out. It's really great. And he also has a song with Kendrick Lamar. And Kendrick, of course, every song that he ever does with anyone, he just comes in and he like kills it. So, um, yeah, yeah, that song fe- with Kendrick is really Kendrick good. Don't let Kendrick feature unless you want that song to be Kendrick's song. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No, it's totally Kendrick's song, but I don't think that he has a problem with it. I mean, who would? It's yeah. his It's yeah, his debut. Yeah, it's his debut album. So, I mean, anytime, like, you can get the chance to, like, feature a song with Kendrick, like, you'd be like, uh, yeah, that's yeah, a, definitely. That's a pretty big co-sign <laughs> right there. Yeah. yeah. Drake could appear on your debut album. Like, yeah. And he's got an amazing voice. He's, yeah. like... It doesn't to me like I kind of get what you mean about the substance thing, but like mm-hmm. just his voice draws me in. Yeah, He's, mm-hmm. yeah, I love his. Yeah, everything, but like church definitely did it for me. Mm-hmm. But like the repetition of the topic really got old for me. Like the sound and his voice, like all did it for me. But like once I got like six tracks in, I was like, okay, this is the whole album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my number eight is Angel Olsen's My Woman. Uh, I have been a fan of Angel Olsen for a long time, but I've never felt like she's come into her own until this album. And in a way, I can kind of make a metaphor out of her cover art. Her first two albums were just this really abstract art on the cover. This one is her face looking right at you. This is her coming, you know, as hard as possible with these beautiful love songs Mm -hmm. um, that just rip my soul out every time I hear them, never be mine. Shut up, kiss me. Shut up, kiss me. Heart, <laughs> heart-shaped face is probably the sexiest song this year, I think, personally. Just the way she sings is beautiful, and the way she plays mm. guitar is amazing, and I just felt like this is the album I've been waiting for from her for so long. She's such a great singer-songwriter, and in, you know the last two had little glimpses of that, but this one is just full force. She's out there, and again, she's going to be someone who blows up. She's going to be someone who is going to be talked about for years because if mm-hmm. it, this talent, you know, can't can't go understated. Yeah, this album's also like been kind of putting her into the more mainstream. Like mm-hmm. I've seen people who don't really follow like music deeply talking about her a lot, so mm-hmm. it's a good sign. Yes, yeah. this and, is a little higher on my list. I 
really, really love this album. I really, really love Angel Olsen. So we can talk about this. <laughs> we will talk about this. She's just so good. Later. I really, really was impressed by it. Uh, well, number seven time. Okay. My number seven is The Bible 2 by AJJ. And this one is like, I've tried, I thought really hard about this one because it felt like I was just putting it on because AJJ is like one of my favorite artists, I mean bands ever. And this album deserves it though. Like it, it's one of the best albums this year by far. Just that return to form of like that weird folk punk nonsense. Like the songs that really stood out to me that really made this important were Junkie Church, White Worms, and Small Red Boy. But most importantly, Small Red Boy. Like mm-hmm. first time going through that song, just tears and laughter and like just so much. It's just a, an incredible album. That's why I love them so much. It's just like. I have a range of emotions every time I hear an AJJ record where I'm laughing so hard and then the next minute I'm just like weeping yeah. because it's like they balance it so well. And I love the bitterness. That's that's an understated thing. That's like the main thing about them. <laughs> that's the most understated thing like that it's so bitter but it's funny. It's not like bitter in a way that makes me like angry or but it's just like funny and it gets to me in a way that other artists just don't. And in it's bitter in, like, the kind of way that you joke about with friends. Like, um, the song about one of their band members' house burning down. Like, the way they open that mm-hmm. song in concerts is just, this song is uh, burned down just like Andrew's house, and uh, it's about the time his house burned down. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> and then that's how they make go. Like, that kind of, like, bitterness about the way the world mm-hmm. works. And it's, ugh. I love Cody's theme. The f- the opening song to that Cody's theme is so good because it's that good. one hits me personally because it just reminds me of me when I was a little kid like just being like angry at inanimate objects like <laughs> just <laughs> taking fight out that tree in the front yard take, yeah. yeah fight that tree in the front yard it's just like they they can capture those small things that like I don't know many artists that can capture like me being that mad at a an inanimate yeah, object like but just those moments is what they kind of specialize in like mm-hmm. the feeling of moments and like just the description of them yeah I love that <laughs> good music videos too. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious music video. The this is a music video music video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number seven is Lemonade by Beyonce. Who um Lemon Oh, uh Beyonce. Beyonce. Have you heard of her? No, no who is yeah. that? Um, is that your best new artist? <laughs> uh yeah, actually she <laughs> <laughs> She came out this year and created um, a genre called country. Sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Obviously, you can't escape this album. I think it's naturally Jesus. going. <laughs> you can't I mean, escape. we all know there's no honestly to it. Um, it's going to be on almost everybody in the world's list. It was just it's on mine. Super, super good. <laughs> like it's Beyonce, and she came out, and again, she uh, tackled the country theme of 2016, and she did it excellently. Um, it there's not much. It stands on its own. Like it's. Beautiful. It's we've amazing. all heard it. Yes. Like, we all ethereal. We've it's... all seen it. You know, we all know it exists and knows that it's awesome. Mm-hmm. The visuals. Yeah. That's the thing that, that yes. I would have put it on my top ten. It's number eleven for me. But I just love the visuals so much. It's hard yeah. for me to tear away those visuals from it because it's like <laughs> just. Yeah, I remember when it came out on HBO that night. Uh, we were having some kind of bite party, and I ran to my room as soon as the bite party was done. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I'm watching the Beyonce <laughs> Lemonade thing. The whole and time you were kind of like itching to get everyone out because you wanted to watch. I it. wanted to watch it because I was like, her visuals, even on her last album, just all the music videos were amazing. And yes. I was like, what is she gonna do with this full film? And like, honestly, it's one of my favorite films this year. Okay, just so the way. Good. You still need to watch the movie proper. It's really oh, good. Cool. Um, 
the hold on music, uh, the, the visuals is amazing. Yes. Um, I mean, what better image this year than Beyonce in an, uh, a yellow dress with a baseball, with a baseball bat, bat. Yeah. going yes. down the street, just wrecking things. And then, sorry, that's an amazing mm-hmm. information. I mean, formation, come on, yeah, yeah. the formation. visuals for formation and just the song itself is outstanding. We will talk about yeah. lemonade <laughs> later. We'll talk about it at later for least me too. once. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, um, <laughs> but really lemonade, my gosh. So many other artists. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's Lemonade, but also like other people. Um, so seven for me is Love You to Death um, by Tegan and Sarah. Um, so they were kind of, as I mean, as you may or may not know, um, Tegan and Sarah were kind of, how do you, mm, they were kind of just like standalone with their music. Like they let their music speak for themselves. Like it was pretty like no frills kind of stuff before um heartthrob um and then like i mean people knew about them mostly lesbians um <laughs> uh, but like they didn't really break into the mainstream until heartthrob came out um and um closer came out with uh, heartthrob in 2013 and um it achieved some like radio success and I think that Love You to Death is kind of a continuation of Heartthrob. Um, and some people might not like that, but I personally loved it. I mean, I like old Tegan and Sarah, but I love the new poppy Tegan and Sarah. I think they deserve the spotlight. I think they um, have worked really hard. And I think they, like, genuinely love what they do. They love their fans. You know, I think they're great people and everything. Um but um boyfriend is like totally a bump like i love that <laughs> song so much like i will crank up my like my radio in my car full volume and listen to boyfriend because like i don't know i just i just love it it's nice to just hear them unabashedly be like yo i'm gay what up like <laughs> you know and i think that obviously like there are a lot of artists that are doing that but they've been doing that for a long time like they've always been just like hey we're two like twins that are actually lesbians like they've here's... got gay seniority yeah i mean <laughs> like you know like here's what we do we talk about girls like deal with it um so i think it's really great to see them kind of break more into the mainstream and i thought love you to death was great there i mean boyfriend isn't the only good song on there there i mean a hundred times it's like really sad it's kind of more like chill um, uh, U-Turn is another really good song. I just love this, like, synthy sound that they have. It's great. I mean, it kind of, like, reminds me of, like, 80s music, sort of, and I love 80s music, so, yeah. That is a really good album. To me, it was it was too close to Heart Heartthrob. I love Heartthrob, and I love yeah. this album, but, like, it wasn't enough of a difference. It's still on my I understand. top whatever number it's going to eventually be list. Um, the last list you showed me was top 50, so. It's up to 70 now. Okay. Because <laughs> um, I, I can't let things go. That's the problem. Um, my number seven is a band that I am wearing the uh, T-shirt of right We're now. We're about to have a really good transition after we this. We are about to have a really good transition after this. Uh, Death Grips, Bottomless Pit. I am a huge Death Grips fan. I have always been a huge Death Grips fan. And this album to me is a return to the Death Grips that I really love from the Money Store, No Love Deep Web era, where it's just catchy as heck, dark as hell, and every member of the band is just giving it their A game. Zach Hill on drums is amazing as always. MC Ride screaming his lungs out every other track. Um, actually, my favorite thing about this is like the understated MC Ride, like on the song Eh, where he's just like... That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. He's just going like, I could end Death Grips. Eh, I could die. Eh. And it's just like so <laughs> melancholy. He just He's just listing things he could do. 
and you know he could probably do them, but he's just like, eh, I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> Trash is an amazing song. Um, Spikes. It just really goes back to the catchiness. It, it's less experimental. Their last album, The Powers That Be, was more like it had Bjork samples on it, and it, the other half was tr- trying to be a punk rock record. And I liked it, but I, I kind of like this a little more where it's like, you know, you can really hear all the members working at their best. Because, like, each, the last few have felt like the highlight of one specific member. You know, Government Plates, that was a Flatlanders production. Uh, Jenny Death, that was Zach Hill on drums and, and handling the instrumentation. Uh, this one, just everyone's working together. And, you know, <laughs> I can, I, I, la- uh, this is a band I think it's miscategorized as being like super edgy. I think they are sometimes. But, like, it kind of follows the same suit as AJJ, where it's like, it's, bitter but it has a sort of humor to it and it's a hilarious song to me it is trash isn't a hilarious song to me just talking about how the internet is just literally a landfill for just trash to be uploaded to like that's such an interesting <laughs> way to look at it and it's just really funny music to me and gets to me uh and i just love it mc ride you're my man crush monday every other day <laughs> i love you so much <laughs> um and of course i'm wearing the t-shirt so how can i not <laughs> be a stand for this band um not a good band if you want to get into record collecting because you have to explain a few things to your parents. I'm <laughs> um, just saying, throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to explain a few things. Um, now to another segue. Biggest disappointment, and I'm I'm ready to be hurt right now. <laughs> Hit me. My biggest disappointment was Bottomless Pit by the Death Grips. <laughs> and like to clarify, it's not because I'm like a huge fan and didn't like this album. I f- hate the Death Grips. Like I really do. Mm-hmm. And then they open with like a killer track, like giving bad people good ideas. I keep and giving bad people. It's good such ideas. a good track that I let my guard down, and I thought maybe I'm really gonna like this album. And then there was only one good track on the al- uh, one other good track on the album for me, and it's just that was the only album this year I didn't finish. No, I just really? couldn't even do it. I I don't think it. you'd like the ending of it either. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. I think it's to me. I've been with them for so long, and I've. I've gotten really attached to this band i'm not i'm willing to say i probably excuse a few things with them i mean it's like uh if beach house came with with something i'm a little harder on beach house death grips i'm a little harder on the fact that it's on this list you know beach house last year wasn't it like number four for me i never put them at the top i thought you put depression cherry as your number three something like that i never put them at the top because i'm a literally hard on them like (laughs) i honestly some salt in their wounds i am i i i I, because if me just being a fan like sometimes I can't excuse like Depression Cherry. It's really really good, but kind of similar to their other stuff. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not willing to. That I'm willing to say. Probably, I'm going to say that one was probably higher on my list because I wasn't super familiar with. Yes. Um, but I, I kind of agree. I'm not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to argue too much about Death Grips being a disappointment. Uh, Death Grips is one of those where like okay, so. I don't know. You've probably seen that like Hank Hill meme that's on the internet all the time, where you have he like no comes idea the in. Propane, I feel. No. That's what it makes me think of. No, where like he comes in to his son's room and he's like, "What music are you listening to?" And people will like put whatever music that he's listening to, and his vo- his face is just like like sheer horror, and he's like, "What is this crap?" And he like, "Yeah, that's me with Death Grips." Like, I mean, hey, no, whatever. Like, you can like what you like, but Death Grips to me just sounds like hot garbage. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> like, seriously, that was the thing for me. Like, going straight from giving bad people good ideas into hothead, I just felt like I'd been sucker punched. Like, <laughs> like someone like someone had tricked me with a trail of candy down into a pit. Bottom, a bottomless well, for- pit, if you will. Fortunately, it, uh, fortunately uh, it had a bottom because I could have jacked. Okay, my biggest disappointment, um, I'm a... I, I'm not going to say I'm the biggest. I'm going to take that back. I'm not a huge fan of Bounce Composure. I do really like Bouncing Composure. Um, I'm a consistent fan. I like them. Um, I expected Light We Made to be a little better, and I just don't think it was as strong as it could have been. Um, I didn't hate it by any means. There was nothing that like ruined it for me. It just wasn't wasn't what I wanted or needed from them, and especially in comparison to all the other like sad boy music that came out um, <laughs> this year. It just it, it couldn't hold up. I didn't feel like a true sad boy. Um, <laughs> Let me just say that she stole that from I me. Did. I did. She said sad boy, and I have used it every day, Thank at goodness. least five times a day for the past four days. I'm so I proud. Just, I think it's perfect. Um, sad boys everywhere. I, I agree with the balance and composure thing, because like, when I heard it, it didn't feel like the same band yeah in a way like it was a really weird album for me like yeah it almost it was like they it went against everything that people liked about their music and i didn't understand why they were moving so far away from it because i mean it seemed like it wasn't like something they were against you mm-hmm. know you could hear elements of it but like why make that radical of a turn i just didn't get it um and i love that band too yeah yeah exactly so just wasn't what we, we needed. I know. <laughs> was not the sad boy we needed. It's not. <laughs> um, my biggest disappointment, and I'm still really not even like disappointed. I guess I am. I don't know. I have a lot of I have a lot of feelings about this. Um, <laughs> views by Drake. Um, I I love Drake. I'm a big Drake fan. Like Brie can attest to that. I Ugh. made her ears bleed with how much Drake I listened to this <laughs> summer. Um, but like. I don't know, Views Views was good, and I'll still listen to Views and everything, but, like, it just seemed like the same old thing. Like, it, there was nothing that I was just like, man, he's really, like, doing something different here. Like, it's just kind of like... Just another it, Drake album. Yeah, I mean, like, he just put so many songs on that album. After a while, I'm just kind of like, okay, like, you just put some fillers on here. You needed to kind of, like, compress. And, like, Drake as a person has kind of been disappointing me lately, too. <laughs> he released, like, a diss track for Kid Cudi talking about mm-hmm. how he needed to man up because he, ha- because he had depression or something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really lame, like, really low blow. That's not cool. When like, Kid Cudi's in rehab, too. Yeah. Like, you're kicking a man when he's down and he can't say anything back to you. Not that he mm-hmm. even should, but, I mean, just, like... Really? Like, you're going to go yeah. at him when... It's not a class move. No. No. Yeah, so, like, obviously, it's not, like, the hugest of deals, but, like, I don't know. I just felt like he could have done better. Also, I have so to wait, say... So, wait, your biggest disappointment isn't views. Your biggest disappointment is just Drake. <laughs> yeah, like, it's views and it's also Drake. But <laughs> my disappointment as a person and an artist is definitely Kanye, I don't even know. I mean, like, I shouldn't say I don't even know what's going on with Kanye. Kanye's been doing weird stuff for a long time now. But, like, Life of Pablo was okay. It it, it was good. It wasn't amazing, in it my opinion. It was too long. It, it was really long. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some good songs on there. But, like, he was saying, he was just, you know, the minute that he was talking crap about Beyonce, I'm just like, well, boy, <laughs> bye. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, Kanye, what are you doing? So... That's I my just, disappointment. 
I just want to go back and say my relief to hear that your disappointment is Drake. And I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hate on Drake any more than I have for the past two years. But for two years, all I heard was Drake every day, all day. And, like, it is a relief. I have never <laughs> been a Drake fan. <laughs> for, like, a brief moment, I was like, Drake's all right. Like, Hotline Bling kind of reeled me in a little And then I was like, I still don't like Drake. Never mind. And I'm so glad that, like, seriously, everybody around me was infatuated with Drake for entirely too long, and I was on my own little island, just like, ah. I'm very, very relieved to hear that Drake's ship has sailed. That's pretty much how I feel about it, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> how dare you? Drake. Sorry, Poppy. Well, <laughs> not to beat a horse, but. Uh, Views was probably. <laughs> you know, hey, the, I mean, listen, the, he's gonna kick Kid Cudi when he's down. Here you go. I got Drake. a lot of problems with Drake this yeah. year. Yeah. In yeah. terms of I just, think no matter how down Drake is, we're still punching up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's yeah. still making money. He's still champagne poppy, but whatever. Anyway, just in terms of views, who told him it would be a good idea to make an almost hour and a half long album? <laughs> that album is longer than Toy Story. The entirety <laughs> oh of Toy gosh. Story. You oh could watch gosh. Toy Story and, and listen to views at the same time, and they'd end. And one of them is the better decision. And one of them is a better decision. Yeah. Most of that album is just hot garbage. Uh, I remember going the night it was released to, to your guys' house to listen to it, and like, I kind of was thought, okay, this is, this is all right, and then it just keeps going. It's just this <laughs> long, it never ends. And Drake himself, I mean, he's always been a culture vulture this year. I mean, last year he stole the beat to Dram's cha-cha to make Hotline Bling. Right. This year he's trying to jump on every other rapper's like mixtape to try to just take the, whatever new thing they're going for. He has 21 Savage on his new album and 21 Savage just bodies him completely because Drake doesn't know how to rap over different styles when he, someone doesn't write for him. And yeah, then like, he doesn't have a very big range. Like, at No, all. he doesn't. And, he's, <laughs> and the thing is, I almost feel like he wants to become a meme in so many ways because that's, yeah, that's how he stays right. relevant. As a meme, yeah. Hotline Bling itself, that was pretty much manufactured to be a meme right from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, everything he does is just so goofy, but it's like manufactured goofy. There's nothing about mm. him that reads true to me like anymore. Yeah. yeah, and it's like he's got Future on his tour now, and that couldn't be more of a mismatch uh. than than I, I – I don't get why, why they think they can collaborate very well I together. Future always does future. better than Drake. Um, yeah. But it's like Drake just wants to be in the top – like seen all the time and he doesn't realize that he's just taking so much from people. He aims mm -hmm. to trend not to do good no. stuff. Yeah. Plus, and yeah. Sorry. But I was going to say like the biggest thing I I think about this year the weekend came out with an equally disappointing album that was 18 songs long and super yeah. long. It was so long. Yes, it Stop was so it. long. I know. But it reminds me like when uh the weekend never signed with Drake for one reason. Most of Take Care was written by the weekend. Most of Take Care was written by him. Those were his songs and then Drake through some back dealings, took those songs and made them his own songs. Wow. Yes. And that's why they don't collaborate anymore or anything like that. And it's like Drake does that stuff all the time. When he was coming out with views, he had people sitting in tents, sleeping in tents in the studio. He was allowed to leave the studio, but his producers weren't because they were wow. supposed to master the album. And people don't – because he's super popular, people kind of ignore this and he makes – Catchy music, it's somewhat ignored, but I think he's gonna fall off soon. He has to. Down with Drake. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I'm. It's just becoming more apparent to me. Like I don't know. It's it's kind of a sad time. Drake. 
I I know that Drake Drake is like a problematic fave for me. Um, but like I don't know. There's something. I'm just really sick of his like, oh yeah, like I'm living in the hood type thing. Like I mean, he never really had it hard. Like no. he he was on Degrassi and like that was pretty much his childhood. Like. That's him taking it from Future, too. Right. All this stuff about, oh, I drink lean and all this other stuff. He never did that until he met Future. <laughs> and then he doesn't do that. He, he honestly doesn't do that. I mean, right. it just plays more into that whole manufactured thing. Like, his image isn't himself. It's obvious. Yeah, it's so, and, you know, I don't want to, this might sound bad, but, like, Drake, to me, ceases to exist as a person because he is a, he's a, basically a company. He is, a yeah. bunch of people work under Drake to move him up so he can, Pay them essentially, and you know, like I don't know when you reach Drake, that level, the human pyramid scheme. Yeah, when you reach that level of stardom, you kind of trickle <laughs> down. down, down Drake Drake and yep. <laughs> I'm not even going to continue after okay, that. There we go. <laughs> I can't. That's I can't it. top it. Um, trickle down Drakeonomics. We are on number six, I believe. Correct. It's number six. My number six is uh, we got it from here. Thank you for your service by a tribe yes. called Quest. And. I hope we're going to be talking about this one more, but we yeah. will. <laughs> we're no, talk about hey, this one look. more. And half oh, is yours also six? six? Yeah. yeah. Oh mine's wait, six no, too. mine's okay, not so six. This, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So everybody but Savannah agrees. Okay, so we'll <laughs> yeah, just, you we'll guys have, have your little round com- table discussion, and then I'll, yes. I'll let's jump just have in a afterwards. full conversation yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sure. For me, this album was the perfect send off for Five Dog. Like that's not something I expected it to be, but it was incredible, and just. Stuff like We the People, which, like yes. you were talking about, how politically charged yeah. all of all of this is. This is a protest album through mm-hmm. and through. Like I this love entire it. album. But We the People taking this perspective of the oppressors and like, oh my mm-hmm. God, it's so strong. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the songs that stuck out to me most musically were Melatonin and Kill in the Killing Season. And then just the song that I just liked the concept of the most was definitely Conrad Tokyo. Like, mm. Mm-hmm. It really, it really followed the theme of politically charged um, albums. Like that was just consistent. But this had awesome timing. Didn't it come out like the day after, or just a the few day days after, yeah. the yeah. after the election? And it was just perfect timing. I think felt that's, very deliberate. That's what the world needed. And mm-hmm. It made it me feel better. Perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> so like, thank you, a drive called quest. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, one of those miracle things. It's like it wasn't it obviously probably wasn't planned that way, yeah. but you know things just fall into place, and it's like this was there when mm-hmm. everyone needed it. Yeah. Um, Midnight Marauders is probably one of my favorite albums of all time. And, like, I had been on a Midnight Marauders kick recently anyway. And then, like, I honestly had no idea that they were releasing an album. And then it came out and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, this makes makes everything better. Like, I had just been crying myself to sleep, like, six hours before. And then this album comes out and it made everything better. Especially, like, We the People is probably my favorite song on the album. I I just love it. Um, We the People is my selection for the playlist. Yep, mine too. So (laughs) there you go. We're going to have to fight about it. Yeah, honestly, just right in the middle at the sixth slot. It's yeah. just the entirety of "Thank You for Your Service." Yeah, so I mean, this one was pretty much like an instant classic for me. It's number four on my list, so it's close. Um, but yeah, loved well, it. It was great. What's your number six? Uh, my number six <laughs> is "The Bible Two by AJJ. Um, I had actually never listened to AJJ before this. Um, sorry, CJ. Um, mostly, mostly you are in for a treat. Yeah, Yeah. he introduced me, and we—it's my new favorite. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I loved it. It was just like total sad boy music. Um, 
And sad boy music will just get you through a day. Yes, sad boy music does get you through a day. Um, my favorite song is um, I think it was Junkie Church. I think that's what it's called. Junkie Church is so good. Yeah, um, I just loved it. I lo- I love the part where they said that. I just thought it was funny. They were like, "Oh yeah, we bought a beer. We, like we bought a can of beer, Steel Reserve. Reserve." Yeah. Um, his inflection on beer is like mm-hmm. one of my favorite. It's like so. Yeah. His voice. Something about yeah, the lyrics are, I mean, his voice is so clear. The lyrics are so, like, Wonky. easy to understand. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about it. I don't really have any, like, qualms, obviously. Um, I decided it was a great album, and now I'm a fan. I am a fan. Yes. <laughs> check out Knife Man next. Yeah, yes. I'm definitely going to have to check out their entire um, catalog. So do we just go on to five now? I would like to say one thing okay. about that tribe record. <laughs> okay. To me, the thing that, that really cemented it for me was, well, actually two things. One one a song and then one a well, moment. Well, actually three things. Yeah. <laughs> one a song, one a moment. The song being Kids. That to me, you know, it's kind of like the least politically charged song on that album, but it's them shouting out rappers now. And to me, like, that was I mean, important. That kind of feels like equally politically charged because a lot of those rappers were the kind of people who were going to talk about this stuff. True. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, like, the least, like, overtly. overtly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it was just, that was important to me because it was just, like, them acknowledging, like, the impact they had. Because you can, you can listen to those rappers they talk about. Uh, Joey Badass, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Earl Sweatshirt. You can hear the, the, the fact that they were inspired by this band. And, like, continuing and that. And vice tr- versa, when this album came back, you can see where those rappers have inspired them now that they're back after 18 years. Mm-hmm. And it has a great verse by Andre 3000, who mm-hmm. needs to stop making guest verses and finally just yeah. do something. Oh, right. Like um, he, did on he does, like, one guest verse a year, and it's always really, really good. Yeah, like on Frank's album. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. How are you going to? Yeah. Yeah, he just came in, and he was like, oh, here's this, and then, like, left. And then the moment for me was that week of the election on Saturday Night Live where they performed We the People and the Space Program with Fife Dogs, yeah. like, mural in the background. To me, that was like, you know, that week, I, I it's I a blur. Yeah, yeah, it's a blur to me. That whole entire week is a blur to me. But, like, that was, like, the first moment I, like, can focus in on and I was like, okay, there's something I can I can connect to here, you know? And just having, like, Busta Rhymes up there with them and uh, Consequence. Yo, can we just talk about how good Busta Rhymes' verse was? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, Busta Rhymes is, I mean, Busta Rhymes barely makes any music anymore. Him and Consequence both don't make music that much anymore, but they came out of the blue and delivered really great verses. Everybody on that album was really just excellent. And, yeah, this is, like, one that I just feel like if there is some kind of karma or just some mm-hmm. kind of force out there, put this album out at the right time. At you know, This to... was magic delivered with love. This mm-hmm. is some universal self-care. When, when yeah. one of your founding members dies this year and, you know, you, you, he managed to record all this before he died. You know, that, how? How do you, how do they manage this? It didn't seem like it could work, but damn, it did. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, we're getting down there. All right, my number five is Worry by Jeff Rosenstock. And to me, like, this album just was so punk, and that's kind of what I need out of Jeff Rosenstock. Just, <laughs> what's with the big side? I'm sad now because this is, I really powered through and listened to pretty much everybody's album that was recommended except this one. Need, and okay. I, I haven't listened see, to it as either. As soon as you say punk, I'm like, I messed up. Yeah, please, like, what? <laughs> like, the strongest theme throughout all of Worry is, like, this sense of, 
losing the old stuff because of so many things. And, like, one of the core things is gentrification that he talks about so much. Like, my song that's my featured song for this album is not, is a bang on the door and it's basically just about uh, suddenly getting evicted from your old apartment because someone wants to make a stupid coffee shop there like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and it's just like this like it's not like old angry punk but all that anger is still there mm-hmm. and all of that like just injustice like being brought to the forefront it's so good it's his voice always just does it for me I, I adore this album. When I got the vinyl record, I will be talking about this this <laughs> album later. But on the back of it, it is dedicated to all the victims of injustice and names them too. And I and like to me, like when you look at the back of those things, and it's always dedicated to friends and family and stuff. And like to to name people to put it out there like this, and it, so clearly some of the, most of the songs are. It's just like Jeff Rosenstock is a really good guy, mm-hmm. and and I just love him. Yeah, I'm real disappointed in myself now that I. <laughs> Right um, after this, just to yeah. go check it out. <laughs> I, I absolutely will. Um, my number five is Coloring Book, Chance the Rapper. I that is my number five as well. Chance. <laughs> I love Chance, and I love this. And I've had people argue with me that, like, oh, it's just not as cohesive as it could have been, and da 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 And I'm get like, out. get out. Like, this is a beautiful album. This is absolutely amazing. I was super impressed the second I heard it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't like it, but, like, I don't know how you can have any kind of large complaint about it. I think it's just a great album. I really, really... And honestly, like, when I first heard it, I thought it was going to be higher on my list. This is one of those ones that just kept getting tossed around. Pretty much from here on out, nothing is where it originally was going to be yesterday (laughs) morning. Um, So even now I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, this could have been higher. But I just... I I loved it. It was great. In terms of cohesion, I can really only think of one track that I didn't feel like stuck there. And that's definitely mixtape. But yeah, I just don't yeah. think Chance is that good at trap music. But yeah, like, that's yeah. <laughs> Mixtape was so good. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was absolutely. good, but yeah. I don't feel like it belonged with all these other songs, especially like Blessings and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Mixtape isn't really like that kind of music isn't really my cup of tea. But yeah, Coloring Book is also on mm-hmm. my list. It's not number five. It's actually higher. Um, Same. But yeah, no, classic. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Don't change anything. Mm-hmm. My little yeah. heart's fluttering. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I, <laughs> not to mention, I'm he really is a total this. cutie pie. Oh, and adorable. like, I normally, I mean, like, detest commercials. I, I oh, mean, I don't watch Kit cable Kat that much. So but his Kit Kat commercial, I'm just like, <gasps> he's on. I'm just yeah, like, I love him. Chance, <laughs> did you see? Okay, I'm gonna like go back. I just watched this thing yesterday. Obama, President Obama singing Jingle Bells and Little Chance is standing next to him just <laughs> dancing. And that. I just, uh, everything he does just makes me swoon. I love him. <laughs> um, okay, so number five for me, and I will say, um, this kind of hurts to say, I wish it was higher, um, is Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino. Um, you all know me, and you know that, like, I mean, obviously I said that I was a stand for Beyonce and I was a stand for Drake. Like, there's no one that I stand harder for than Mm -hmm. Childish Gambino. Donald Glover is everything to me. He is a beautiful (laughs) man. I loved Because the Internet. That was my number one for 2013 and is probably, like, top three favorite albums of all time. Um, I know that Jake does not like Childish Gambino, so I'm going to need you to shut up. Um, I'm not going to say nothing. (laughs) um, But... 
Um, I just think that he kind of cemented himself as like, you know, someone that people should take seriously. I think a lot of times he's given flack because, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you're just an actor that wants to try his hand at rapping. Um, And I mean, I think because the Internet blew that out of the water personally. But um, Awaken My Love is totally different. He does not rap at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very like psychedelic, like 70s kind of stuff um i loved it um riot was a great song um me and your mama is the first song that he opens up with and i just love the like i don't know it's just like this really slowed down like slow jams type of music Mm -hmm. um and Redbone is another really good song. It kind of like puts me in the mind like Redbone in particular kind of puts me in the mind of like sort of like Tame Impala's Currents, which was one of my favorite albums from last year. Um and so him kind of hearing like hearing him kind of do like his own thing, but it's also kind of this like psychedelic kind of stuff that I love. I was just like, I love this. And it actually came out today. Um so yeah. So yeah. It was a very I big loved surprise. It. it was very, very different. This is higher on my list. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and I had a really, really hard time placing this, even looking at it. I'm like, I don't know. But, like, I'm not upset about it. Um, it, it was a big wrench in my top ten. I had to move a lot of stuff around. <laughs> this is why I keep moving things around. <laughs> um, I I really liked it for all the reasons that it is different. But we can talk about that. <laughs> uh, mine is coloring book, just like Brie. And I – living – in the area I live in, so close to Chicago, I don't think it was possible to escape this album. If you go into Chicago, there was chance billboards on every <sighs> bus stop. If you turn on the radio, uh, Hot 96, No Problems was playing almost 24-7. No good. Problems is so yes. good. No Problems is amazing. And to me, this is, I, I just wrote goodness. This, is, this album is just pure good. It makes me feel good when I listen to it. And the mm-hmm. fact that chance can pull a really good verse out of Lil Wayne in the year 2016. <laughs> yeah, I know. And make it like a really kind of emotional verse. I think that's the true blessing here. Yeah. Yeah. It, to me, I, I wrote a longer review about this album, but it felt like a different version of My Beautiful Dark Twist Fancy, where that album mm. was Kanye, you know, taking all this access and kind of boosting himself up with other people around him, kind of like, you know, going along with that theme. This felt like chance on the first track music's all we got he is celebrating music and he is celebrating rap and yeah. he is celebrating everyone in rap there mm-hmm. he doesn't diss anybody he, on angels he says i can make a record with chief keef that's i could do that you know that's completely different styles but you know what he's celebrating the fact that people are making music in this genre and i just i appreciate it you have all the everybody's verse on this is great future's great um, I even love Justin Bieber's uh, Justin part. Bieber's really good in yeah. this album. <laughs> Which, that's something I never thought Yeah, of. literally <laughs> words I thought would never come out of my mouth. <laughs> and it's just so happy, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you put it on, and this was my summer album. This was every time I'm driving around, I had this on, and every song to me just, like, was... Just, even stuff like Same Drugs. You know, that's a kind of a low-key, kind of sad song, but it's just, yeah. like, the mood was so nice. And the way it ends with Blessings Reprise is really great, and... This was the album I, I expected him to make. I knew he was mm-hmm. going to be big. And this was a huge year for him, you know, between the White House visits, between, you know, the Kit Kat commercials, between <laughs> getting, like, I think tens of thousands of people to walk down Chicago to vote. Just yeah. to yeah. vote. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he really, to me, I know a lot of people talk about the fact that, like, Kanye's label has, like, Travis Scott and these are all his little mentors. 
to me, Chance is the continuation of that, or at least yeah. the older Kanye, the guy who cared about Chicago, cared about speaking on things, cared about mm-hmm. putting his life out there, you know? And, you know, it's nice to see the two of them. When I see the two of them together, I feel like, you know, that bit of Kanye is still there in a way. Yeah. Like when he came to Chance's Miracle, the concert he had at uh, U.S. Cellular Field. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That was like a really big moment because it was just like Kanye and him sharing the stage of Chicago. Like those are two huge Chicago artists, you know, mm-hmm. coming together. And I don't know. I don't know where he goes from here. I think it's going to go up. I don't oh, see yeah. him coming down anytime soon. No. Yeah. And no. I know he talked about making an album soon. So I'm excited for Heck that. Heck yeah. Uh, but he's just great. And being from where I'm from, I can't thank him enough. for. I mean, like he ha- he's got a program right now to get coats to the homeless in Chicago. He he is putting himself out there. Yeah. And, you know, he's just a really good guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seeing mm-hmm. him successful just makes me want to cry like yeah. the happiest tears. I think he deserves every single bit of his fame. He's like self-made. He won't sign to a label. Nope. All of his albums have been free, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, even his, his concerts he's put on through uh, sponsorships with like charities and stuff. So, you know, good – yeah, this is the person we need in 2016. Yeah, he's a um, gift. <laughs> now to do another brief aside, best song of the year. This is a hard one. This was easy for me. This was easy for this you? This was cake. Cake? All right, you want to go first? Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Straight up, best song of the year, New Halloween from Stage 4 by Touche Amore. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the best song from the get-go. Oh, my it's is this also yours no but i uh, okay. that, very close yeah. very close to me this song just immediately started hitting hard like from the opening lo- line of i it somehow it's already been a year that's a gut punch like when you know what the album is about and knowing that's how they open it with and then this constant like dichotomy of i feel so bad for where i was when you died but also i never want to forget you like i'm going to mm. cry right now and then Lines like, I skip over songs because they're too hard to hear, like track two on Benji Benji or what Sarah Sarah said. said. Like, Mm. oh my God. Like, Do you know what track two on Benji is? Yes, I can't live without my mother's love. And it's just like, that that is the most vulnerable, emotional song that I think I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Like, it's... Just God tier. I, I adore that song. It wasn't even a question for me that that was the number one. I'm sitting here and I do not know what my best song is. I've spent all morning trying to decide. I've spent all forever trying to decide. And I think, honestly, anything I chose, I would have changed my mind within the next few days to a week. Um, I I wanted it to be off Lemonade. I feel like Lemonade just had so many good songs and you could have chosen one. I couldn't decide. Um but I will say the one that I automatically think of is Daddy Issues. And honestly... Daddy Lessons. Daddy Lessons. Yes. Just, sorry. Um, CMA Music Awards. I just love how that blew up. <laughs> yes. And I love, again, it's not just that big artists who are better at country than country artists are coming forward, and that's awesome. But Beyonce being at that awards show was saying, here you go, here's what you should be doing. Exactly. And they got mad about it. They were offended, and they were ticked, and I was just like, thank you. so i am just so happy that that happened i'm so glad she got to be on there and i'm so glad that it just enraged masses of people but what's better is some people were like you're right this was awesome and now we're gonna get some better country like country is actually going to be worth scrutiny Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 
Um, well, um, so mine is also from Lemonade. Um, I, I can't even, I, like, there's, there's no competition for me. I mean, there, I love every single album that's on my top 10 and they're all great songs from every single album, but it's gotta be formation for me. Like formation is like game changing. I love it that, you know, she has made it pretty much clear like, hey, you know what? You can love this song and like you can you can bump this like whatever. But this song is for black women. Yeah. And like this is about our struggles. This is about like, you know, stuff that we do. I, you know, I have hot sauce in my bag like white people Mm -hmm. a lot of white people can't relate to something like that but like she owns her blackness and i mean as she always has but she just makes it super over and lemonade and like that song it just gets me hyped every time it's such a great song killer i felt like formation was like the best song to end on just because of like it's feels like the perfect intersection of feeling betrayed by her man and then feeling betrayed by her industry. Like, I feel like that comes together really well in formation. I twirl on my haters is like the best thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. Jake, what you got? Formation probably would have been mine. I I think that's probably the most important song of this year. I'm not, I, I can't argue with formation being like, it's almost like all right to me. It feels a whole lot like Blacker the Berry to me from last okay. year. Yeah. Something something from To Pimp a Butterfly. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. It feels like that kind of important to me. Can I say something super quick? I thought it was super funny. Yeah. Uh, Amy Schumer made some sort of, and I'm just going to say this. I'm not an Amy Schumer fan. <laughs> um, but she like made some sort of like parody video about it. And she was just like, I think this song's like, is really important because like she's talking about getting information, but she's also talking about getting information, like information, but also like getting information, like getting knowledge. And people were like, Really? So, like, you know what? I can't uh, even make fun of her. That's just I, so dumb. I know, right? But anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Amy Schumer. I love the song. The more yeah. you know. Man, if only I knew how to read and could have seen that in the name of the song. Yeah. <laughs> this is hard. Because yeah, this, yeah. this is the hardest part for me every year. I don't make a songs list because it's that hard for me. Because it's like... Just on the drive here, I went through 10 different songs that could have been my number one song of the year. Uh, and usually I try to pick something that's not my number one album because I'm like, okay, everything on that album is good. I want to pick something else that's not yeah. there. So right now, I, I'm gonna, I'm just going to put this. I'm going to throw it out there. Do it right now. Don't think about it anymore. <laughs> All right. Say it. Carly Rae Jepsen's story. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Because you know what? I knew it. I knew I, it. I could put some serious songs on there. I could put the 1975 Paris. I could put uh, Untitled Number Five from Kendrick Lamar on there. I could put the one the the closest one I came to picking was Future's Lie to Me, but no, it's got to be Store because <laughs> darn it, that song is perfect all the way through. Carla Jepsen is talking about not being able to leave this this man that she's been with. In any kind of way that feels nice. So she says she's going to go to the store. To the store. To the store. (laughs) And she does not come back. And it's so good. Oh, my God. I love that song so much. Anytime I listen to it. Nick, this one's for you. I'm picking that one for you, buddy. Me and you can bump Carly Rae Jepsen every day. 
And you know what though? Brie was with me when I saw Carly oh, Rae Jepsen it live this year. Life. It really mm-hmm. did. I'm a I still have the Carly Snapchat videos fan. on saved Same. on there. The Carly uh, Rae Jepsen like hype train that you and Nick ride. Like at oh first I was just God. like, eh, I don't really see it. And then like, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago, I listened to Boy Problems and I was yes. like, Okay, they're on to something. <laughs> <laughs> Boy problems. Oh man. But this that that EP uh B Emotions B sides is so good. Hires great. Rose is great. Uh store. Yeah. I'm gonna live bump store yeah. forever. There you go, you got it. Um all right. I don't think emotions is on anybody's list, but if you haven't heard it, find some time. Yes. <laughs> Even though yeah, it came yeah. out in twenty fifteen. <laughs> Listen well, to yeah. emotion. Um all right, we're we're getting pretty close now. Four. Okay, mine is uh, Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper, and I feel like we've discussed this to such a degree that I'm just going to let it go by. <laughs> yeah, okay. What was your favorite song from it, though? Favorite song from it was probably either bless- was probably either mm-hmm. Blessings or No Problem. All right. Uh, mine number four, The Hotelier, My Baby's Goodness. Um, again, yesterday, this was going to be my number two, but everything got shuffled around. Thank you, Donald Glover. Um, <laughs> and really I really thought you were throw, about to throw down a thanks, Donald Trump. No, <laughs> no, thank you I for have anything. To thank him for, yeah. um, Actually, I have something to thank him for in my what's to come up in the next year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. All right. Um, so yeah, I just love, 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 goodness. Um, from the beginning, when I heard it, I knew it was going to be on the list very high up. I think when we first started, we were like, yeah, we got to do that podcast. We got to start planning at the very beginning of the year. CG and I were getting lunch with Savannah, and we were like, goodness. Like, yeah, yeah, goodness was definitely going to be on uh, I just love the hotel year. They just always come through, and I just, I love it. <laughs> it's beautiful. I can't remember the name of the song. What is it? End of Real? That's the last song. That killed mm-hmm. me. That came into my home and murdered me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have more to say about this yeah. later. Yeah, I was like, I know there's, it's going to come up later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, number four for me was We Got It From Here, Thank You For Your Service by Tribe Called Quest. Uh, we talked about it, obviously, but yeah, no, amazing album up there with uh, Midnight Marauders for me. And like Mar- Midnight Marauders, I don't know if you guys have listened to that album before, but start to finish, I can listen to it, and that's how I feel about that was uh, We the, Got It From Here. the first vinyl I bought. When oh I came to college, gosh. I bought that, that one. Awesome. Pretty solid first vinyl. Damn. Yeah. When I came, I went to the Village Green Records. That's the one I pop, picked up. <laughs> Great choice. I, yeah, I love that one. Um, my number four is Touche Amore, stage four. And ah, this is a type of music I don't even usually get into that much. Did you do that on purpose? I was wondering. Honestly, no. <laughs> okay, Honestly, good, no. If you did that on purpose, I would ask you to leave. No. <laughs> but, I, and I... I have kind of been a fan of Touche Mori over the last few records, but this was just on another level. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked Is Survived By, but like this was out of this world great. And I, 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 we talked about it a little bit before, but the thing that gets me, when you say New Halloween, the line that always gets me at the end of New Halloween is like, I still haven't had the... Listen to, to, yeah, listen to the last message you sent me. The last message you sent me. That killed me. And then the rest of the album builds you up to Skyscraper to me. Mm-hmm. And when you get through Skyscraper, and I'm already crying at the end of Skyscraper because that's a beautiful song. And you get, and, and I feel almost bad mentioning this, but like when you get to the fact that he plays that message at the very end of that album. And then I, I people complain sometimes on the internet, like when I was talking about this, they were like, they didn't really build up to anything. To me, that was the perfect ending because it wasn't this big, like, it wasn't her saying, oh, I love you all. It was like, I'm going to CVS, I'm picking up some medicine, I'll talk to you later, bye. That to me, like, it, big emotion doesn't need to come from a big place. It can be come from like a small thing, you know. Someone just saying that, 
and that whole album just reaches that point to me. It's so white hot energy that just I'm, I'm tearing up right yeah, now. I'm, I'm not, I'm <laughs> not I'm okay up, right now. This I'm is... tearing up thinking about it because it's 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 I, music very rarely hits me that hard, but it's, like. Especially music from a group, it's hard to get a cohesive message like this from a group. Yeah, and it and it just manages to do it. And I, I'm thinking about the song. I don't remember the track. I'm not okay. I swear I'm, to God. I'm not either. For I'm two months sad boils like, into my I'm, chest. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I have like a pit in my chest right now. But like uh, the song where he talks about the when his mom died, and he was playing a show, Touche Mori show, like. The, and how him talking you... about how like he hopes he he convinced himself that she'd be proud of what he was doing instead of being with her. Mm-hmm. I was what what is the lines about like I was your light or something? I tried to be your light. I mm-hmm. did my best to shine. Like golly, and then Rapture. Rapture is such a good song because it's like he's not a religious person, but his mom was, and him wrestling with that, you know what that means to him. Uh, I, uh, what is his name? Um, Johnny? No. Braun. I know his last name is Braun. I forgot his name, but he, the way he came through with these lyrics are just amazing. And the mm-hmm. band itself, like, kudos to them. Because, I mean, I'm sure it affected the band as a whole, but it's got to be hard yeah. to, to, to put that out there. And it's got to be, like, so, like, I can't imagine the weight on the other band members to try to realize this vision that's clearly his. Like, yes. That must, like, and for them to come through like this, that's so good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, and I wrote down, I can't make it through this record without crying. So I, I might as <laughs> no, well put that out there. Uh, yeah, I cannot make it through that. But if you if you can sit down one day and listen to this thing, I mean, I, it's, a, it's a gut punch, but it's a, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. All I mean, right. I, like, straight up. Actually, I'll save this for later because this is higher up on my list. Okay. <laughs> um, number three. My number three is Lemonade by Beyonce. And it's, this is um sacrilegious. Yeah. It's the only Beyonce album I've liked all the way through. Wow. I'm not a Beyonce fan. I, I can agree to that. <laughs> I liked her self-titled last year, but again, that wasn't all the way through. This is the most – I like this one all the way through. Like, I mean, every Beyonce album that's come out, there have been like three or four tracks that I'm like, okay, cool, this is really good. Lemonade, the whole damn thing is so good. And like – even though it dabbles in so many different genres, everything still feels so cohesive, and I feel mm-hmm. like there's a little bit of black magic there. Like, oh yeah, whole, how how do you do that? But yeah, Lemonade was so good. Thank you, Beyonce. Yeah, I'm gonna go on like because, well, I'm just gonna go on a whole tirade about it in in a, in a bit. Okay, so okay. We'll, yeah. we'll give you your time. <laughs> All right. Um, What's your number three? My number three is My Woman, Angel Olsen. I just Oh, we've already discussed it. This is just a beautiful album. Like, immediately right off the bat, even intern, I was like, this is going to be really good. And it only, only, only got better. Um, I just happened upon her. I hadn't previously heard of Angel Olsen before this album. Um, I just happened to her shortly after it came out on, like, Spotify or something. Um, I think it was in, like, a, like, badass women playlist or something. I'm not really sure. But I fell in love. And it's just been a really awesome album. Um, Again, this was originally my number one shifted around some things as I'm talking about it. I'm like, man, it kind of deserves number one. Um, <laughs> We're going to get to your uh, number one and you're just going to say it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good album. We've already talked about it a little bit and I just, I loved it. I love Angels and I love her voice. I think it's just really complete, really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number three for me 
is a seat at the table by Solange. Um, the Knowles family, the Knowles sisters are just killing it this year. Yeah. Um, and screw you to all the people that are just like, well, she's not Beyonce. Solange is like her her own like entity. She is completely ethereal. And like she cemented her spot as like someone, like a real contender with a seat at the table, in my opinion. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, okay, so Don't Touch My Hair is probably my second favorite Solange song. Losing You is, is my favorite. Losing You is such a good song. And then Lovers in the Parking Lot is probably number three. Um, <laughs> but uh, Don't Touch My Hair is just like, just like, there are a lot of parallels with Lemonade and A Seat at the Table because like, it's just about like being empowered as a black woman. And I think, I mean, it's obviously important all the time, but it's especially important, like, at you know, at a time like this. Um, so uh, don't touch my hair. And I don't know if you guys saw her SNL performance. It mm-hmm. was so good. Don't touch my hair um, is like, it's probably my second favorite song from this year, honestly. Um, I just love that kind of style anyway. And I don't, Jake, you probably know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Sampha? Sampha. Sampha. Yeah. Sampha uh, is um, featured on this song. And I just love his voice. It's unlike anything else. Um, and I think that was the perfect choice for this song. Uh, Cranes in the Sky is also another great song. Um but I just love, I mean, every subject that she touches on. And um, I think it also, it talks about, um, talks about, like, her dad, I think, on one of the songs. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, interlude, Dad Was Mad. Um, I, I think I heard her talking in an interview about how, like, um, you know, there are more similarities between her and Beyonce than what people might think just because they were, like, born in the same house, obviously. Um, they were raised in the same house and everything. So I just think it's really interesting to kind of, like, compare them, but also, you know, obviously they're two very, very different artists. Um, but I just really enjoyed kind of seeing, um a look into Solange's world since like we know so much about Beyonce. But mm-hmm. yeah. That's what I appreciated too. Like I yeah. like Solange. I love that EP and it's yeah. just nice getting to know her now. Yeah. You know. Um my number 3 I think these next 3 are just going to pretty much just be like imagine things aimed directly towards Jake. <laughs> <laughs> things that you know more than likely he would like and I ended up liking them. Uh Bon Iver 22 a million. Um I was not expecting to like this record. I was kind of a casual fan of their last release, uh, the self-titled, and I was like, what are they going to do to follow that up? And to me, they followed it up with a really excellent record about love. And it might not be for everyone. This is one that I'm going to put a little disclaimer on there. It's a, it's a little out there. It's definitely not the same type of music. There's a lot of electronic. There's a lot of vocal distortion, a lot of auto-tune. But... What Justin Vernon is saying through these songs really gets to me in my life. And, you know, it's it's sort of pretentious. The, the album <laughs> the titles are, like, in script and they have numbers and stuff. But, like, just at its core musically, I love this thing. Uh, 22 Stratford Apartments, the way he says butterflies. It's just small things like that kill me. 
Um, the the overall theme though of love, that's I don't think a lot of people got on that when it first came out. A lot of people I don't think got the the themes of the record too well because it is kind of hard to it's it's you very gotta, abstract. It's very abstract. You got to dig into it. But I got the the record of it and it came with a, a lyric book, which I'm very thankful for because <laughs> that would be a very good help. Yeah. Yes, it, it makes it a lot more easy to dissect things. Um, and you can just tell like it's love for oneself, it's love for other people, but it's also like explaining that you know there's a good line in uh. Stratford Apartments where he's like love doesn't feel that way and he goes into these different like painful feelings and it's like it's abstract but you kind of get it you know he's talking about the different ways people experience love and how he's experienced it and my favorite song is the closing track 0000 a million where he just repeats uh, well it harms well it harms it harms me it harms me I lit it in that's such a I don't know it rips my soul out. Once you've got that theme down, that mm-hmm. track becomes so much more powerful and it makes perfect sense that they ended on that. Yeah. And I I couldn't this was this was my left field one. I did not see this coming for me, but like wow, when I I still listen to this all the time. This is Creeks. Creeks is such a good song. Creeks is Creeks was the one that nearly put it on my top 10 for me. <sighs> Just him yeah. Just being that that open, you know, with distortion and stuff, like I don't know. I loved it. It's hard for me to explain my love for this because it is so abstract. It's kind of like you need to listen to this to to and dig into it a little bit. It's hard to explain, but Bon Iver, good job. I like this one a lot. Yeah, great album. All right, our last aside. What are you looking forward to next year? So the thing that I have to thank Trump for <laughs> is in the next couple of years, we are about to get some of the best angry punk in history. That's true. Like, that's number one. We're going to get a lot of good protest music, and I'm super excited about that, but I want angry punk back because we've been, like, you can really follow um, good punk by uh, the leader of the country it exists in. We have been in a serious drought because the Obama administration has been fairly favorable. Yeah, so we <laughs> so we just haven't had good American punk for the last like eight years, and like angry punk, and we are about to get it back. And like I hate the the means by which we're about to get it, but God, am I excited! Yeah. I am very yeah. excited about that. I just wish, I hope it's not from Green Day. Let it be yeah. from somebody else. Yeah. Yo, Green Day's <laughs> album this year was good. Green Day's I, album I this year that. was I so good. I did not good. listen to it. Listen to it. it I is, was going to say, straight up, but it I is have so heard good. That. It is a return to form, like, but with updates. Really? Because, yeah, like, I mean, like, I don't know, American Idiot, like, I mean, that was pretty much it for them, in my opinion. I, like, Imagine, <laughs> like, American Idiot, release now, for music now. Okay. They, they've okay. done what a good band should do, and they've updated, but they've returned to, like, that kind of feeling. I adored this year's album. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will say that when Green Day did the thing, the like Trump protest thing. No Trump, no KKK, no fascist yeah. USA. And I was just like, okay, I'm glad they're doing that, of course. But like, everyone's like, yeah, punk is back. And, and I'm like, it's still Green Day. Like, it's <laughs> the, still- the, the most punk <laughs> Green Day thing I can song. say is one time I saw Green Day in Chicago and they were like, you know, that was it, just th- that they were in no, Chicago. No, they were like, the Chicago Law says we cannot perform past 10 o'clock. Well, you know what? We don't care. And they pre- perform till 10-10. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yes, that's hysterical. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey guys, go home. Yeah, All right. we're done. Okay. By no okay. means will I argue that Green Day is the epitome of punk. <laughs> I mean, I'm not against them coming out with punk music. I just want to hear new voices Absolutely. coming out with it. Yeah, I, I like, think that's I what we're about to get. I don't want them to be the crown of yes. punk. Like, I don't think they really. That, ever they never have been. Exactly. Even with American but, like, to people who don't listen to punk like, normies it would be really <laughs> easy to just walk up to someone and be like you know who bikini kill is and they'd be like nah you know like that's not hard to find and i feel like green day for the past five years up until like this year has been pretty they're good. the they're the band that people who don't like what punk is about like in punk yeah so whatever green day do what you're gonna do but i hope you're not the epitome of it keep doing um, what you did this year and i'll like yeah you more. sure i'll see if i feel about that <laughs> <laughs> we'll see um for next year i am excited for heim i do really like heim they're one yes. of those bands at first i wasn't like the biggest fan of i was like yeah this is pretty chill but they've definitely grown on me um i really like them and i'm excited to see what they're going to come out with i saw i don't think either heim or the japan droids have a date set but like japan droids is japan february droids has, okay it is february, february. I'm really excited to see what Japan Droids is doing. I kind of forgot they existed. Um, <laughs> but I really, really like them. And I was just like, whoa, Japan Droids is doing something? So I'm really excited to see what that is. I'm really excited to see what they're doing now. Um, and I hope that I like it and I'm not disappointed. <laughs> uh, I am excited for Run the Jewels, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, um, they dropped the release date of January, January right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, I don't know if they're going to, if he's going to release anything, but, um, I love Earl Sweatshirt and it would be great to see him release something in 2017. I think he is a great person and I really loved, um, his last album. Am I allowed to say it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. I don't like shit. I don't go outside is probably one of my favorite albums from 2015. It's just such like a strange sound, um, but I loved it. I mean, so I hope he comes out with something. The best new genre. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depressed everything. Sad boy music across genres. Yeah. <laughs> um, sad boys know no genre. Sad people. Sad girls can get on it too. They just don't like they exist. It's just, yeah. It's not the same as sad. No, boy it's not the same. <laughs> um, but to kind of piggyback on what Bree said, I'm also very ready to see if Heim releases something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all for all girl bands, especially when they're all. Super funny, super weird sisters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, they're three sisters. Um, But yeah, all for like super silly uh, girl bands. So yeah. Well, um, I'm excited for a couple of things. I'm going to, the main thing I'm excited for is two pop artists coming back. And I think next year they're going to put out their best releases. I'm calling it now. You return to this podcast. 2017 next year. This is like your third thing you're calling. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> next podcast is literally just going to be snippets of this one. with. <laughs> yeah, so here's why I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I was wrong. I'm predicting Nicki Minaj is going to come out with her best album. Right. She's been quiet for a minute. Right. She released two freestyles this year that were both pretty darn good. Yeah. And I feel like she's gearing up for something. And to me, I have not liked a full Nicki Minaj album yet, but I feel like she has it in okay. yeah. I feel like Pink Friday yeah. was my closest. Um, Pink Friday was yeah. uh, one I like more than Pink uh, Paul, uh, Pink Print. That was the last one. Uh, yeah, Pink Print. Pink Print. Like, okay, I, I completely agree with you, and I'm, I'm totally ready to see Nicki, like, release something awesome. But none of that can happen until she leaves Meek Mill. Why is she still with Meek Mill? <laughs> 
I, I don't know. She's got to like next week for our Nicki Minaj romance podcast. (laughs) (laughs) She's got to like break up with Meek Mill so she can like have something to like be angry about and like talk about why like Meek Mill is like a super useless like piece of junk. Sorry, Meek Mill. But like, yeah, Yeah. there's a reason you've never been on our lists. Yes. (laughs) Meek Mill. Yeah, absolutely. But I I have a feeling that next year is going to be Nicki Minaj's year. Who's the other one? Lord. Lord, Lord yes. is gonna come out. Please, Lord please. has been gearing uh, up for something, and I, yes. I think that next year, I, it, she's already pretty well liked. I think she's gonna blow up even further next year. I sure I hope so. Because yeah. something's been brewing there, and you know she's been making posts on Facebook saying she's making new music and all this really? other stuff. Yeah, so something's coming, and from both those artists, I just have a feeling, and I feel like it's gonna be their years. Pure heroin is up there with art angels for me, and I yeah. need more pop of that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I I pers- I like being surprised by other stuff, but pop music to me, like there needs to be like some good pop music. Well, yeah. Like yeah. From the way pop works, like the way I see it is like good pop is like okay. Anything else, like you really have to transcend to be so good, and like pure heroin did that. Yeah. Pure heroin was like so far above and beyond anything else that came out that year in terms of pop. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I, yeah, I think that they're going to, and you know what, I'll call it right now. I bet they have a feature. I bet they, they go together on a song. I really, really Four hope calls. you are right. Four calls. I... Go back at this podcast. I'm making them all right also, now. Also, Haim and Lord. I would love oh, to see Haim and Lord do they're, something They're friends together. with Taylor Swift. They're in the Taylor Swift crew. Uh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Never we'll mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Also, I'm I, somewhat cruelly for myself, because I don't think my ears are going to take it, that Taylor Swift rumored rap album. <gasps> Please, God, no. That, that rumored rap album that she might be making. Because that, that's been getting traction that, where it might be true. Because yeah, like I her and Drake are BFFs so now. I just need to know. Because the, the reason for it is because of the breakup with Calvin Harris, she wants to use his type of music apparently. Ugh. Okay. And okay. And, and, and again, okay. It, it might. I don't know. I don't think it'll be good, but I respect the motivation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I respect the motivation. But apparently, she's rapping. I don't know how well that's gonna go. Mm-hmm. But I'm 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 morbidly curious. I, I want feel like the door she can't remain closed. I need to know where this goes. <laughs> I feel like her voice doesn't have a hard edge on it to deliver a good verse. No. I, I, I don't feel like there's gonna be a lot of shouting. <laughs> if it, if it, we get a Taylor Swift shouting record, I'm gonna be rolling. It's Taylor, like, Taylor I went to Starbucks and they were out of lattes. Mm. Like <laughs> just I was told by Apple Care that yeah. I could get the park for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to Abbey Candles and they were out of my favorite flavor. Like, <laughs> but that's what uh, I'm looking forward to. Good call. We are in the last two. Let's do number it. Number two. Yeah. What do we got? My number two is Hopeless by Anoni, and I had never heard of her before, and just I don't feel like there's a lot of album titles that so perfectly encapsulate the feeling of it. But songs like Four Degrees and Why Did You Separate Me From The Earth, just, it's an eco-protest album through and through. It's all mm-hmm. about how we've ruined the environment, and it's just, that's the whole thing. The f- Turning so many different perspectives into these songs, like like in Four Degrees, like Drone Bomb Me, like, oh my god. Her voice is just incredible. And too. to make them dance tracks, too, like... Four Degrees and Drone Bomb Me are jams, mm-hmm. absolutely. But then, like, and Crisis, and Crisis, yeah. Um, I love that record too. I love Four Degrees. Uh, 
I was listening on the way here when I was driving here today because I was like, you know what, I got it because like I love the way that it just sounds. It's so well produced. And then what she's talking about, like, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to ignore like you know your own place in what she's talking about. Like, I'm driving to Muncie three hours to do this <laughs> podcast and do some other stuff. What I did to the environment in that <laughs> three hours of me driving, it's hard to ignore. But it, it's just four degrees. Yeah, it's only four degrees. Like, and she. The lyrics she chooses to put to that are so brutal. Like, um, Four Degrees is the standout. Four Degrees is my pick for the playlist. It's, uh, like, stuff like progressing through we're burning the tr- the animals and the trees to, like, this malicious towards the end, I want to burn the animals I and the trees. I want to see their like, bodies boil. Yeah, like, it's it's brutal, and it's, like, it's cl- like the, one of the best protest albums this year, and there are a lot of protest albums this mm-hmm. year. All right. My number two uh, was The Wrench in My Plan, Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino. Um, I think, I know, I see you just sighing heavily. Um, or maybe just shifting. It sounds like you're like, <laughs> no, I just, I just okay. shifted. No. Um, I haven't heard, I I, I've not heard this album yet because it just um, came out this morning. Right. It honestly was just, I didn't have an expectation, but it still was completely not my expectation. <laughs> like my non existent expectation, it didn't even come close. And so I think that's honestly why it went so hard. Like, there were a few songs where I was kind of like, uh, this is a little weird. I don't really like this. But a lot of it was just such a surprise. I really, really liked it. I thought it was such an interesting direction. And so I just think it coming completely, it didn't even come out of left field. Like, it dropped from the sky. And everyone <laughs> was like, whoa. Like, I was like, whoa. Um, so I, I really, really enjoyed it. I don't know if it'll stay there. Um, because, again, it's You've been only been a day. Yeah. Um, but it was just like I just feel like it has to go up higher than what I don't know. Two just felt right for it, so that's where it is. Um, I was really, really surprised. Everybody, go out and find yourself some way to listen to it, and I from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um. So number two for me, and we don't have to talk about it, is a coloring book by Chancellor Rapper. I mean, what else can be said? He's adorable. He yeah, he's talented. Yeah. He's great. Like, yeah, he's a great album. Anyone in 2016 who deserves every bit of like recognition, recognition, uh, good things coming to them, Chance the Rapper. Absolutely, absolutely. Also, when I when it first came out, I had kind of not gonna lie, been avoiding Juke Jam because like I, I don't like Justin Bieber like at mm-hmm. all, <laughs> and I was pleasantly surprised. I love Juke Jam. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Justin Bieber could put in some work on his features the, and stuff. The thing yeah. is, Justin Bieber is talented. He just yeah. sucks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and Summer Friends is probably one of my favorite songs like of the year. It's it's up there on like number five probably. Great song. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Jake, what's your number two? My number two. The Hotelier goodness. <laughs> and in a way, I feel like the best way I can describe this album is go on my Instagram and look at the photo that was taken of me at their concert. <laughs> Wait, was that the one that turned that you asked us to caption? Yes. Oh my yeah. god. Yes. Look at that photo and you will know how much I love the Hotelier. I almost died at the <laughs> concert. Like, <laughs> Bri almost died. Me and Jake were right up at the front and it was the kind of thing you were just smashed and like you are folded in half over this gate. Like the pit was big and I got sucked in and there was a solid 10 seconds. I was at the bottom. Nobody lifted me up for a little bit. I couldn't see the sunlight anymore and I was like, <laughs> if this is how I die, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I was ready to die at this yeah. concert because to me, this is the record I, I, I love the Hotelier. They're probably my second favorite band at the moment. Oh yeah. Um, What's number one? 
beach house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just, I like screaming. I really yeah. do. I love screaming. And this is my, they, 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 and they don't scream in their lyrics, but like no. when I was at that concert, I was screaming my yeah. lungs out because I feel this album so hard. Mm-hmm. I feel everything about this. And this is another record about love this year that it kind of is, you know, not blatantly about love, but like the piano, uh, piano player. That's about an older person finding love again in their older years. Uh, opening uh, mail for my grandmother. That's love for a, a grandparent. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And the songs that I really like, Two Deliverances, mm-hmm. Goodness Part Two, and then to me, Soft Animal. That's the one that just Ooh, Soft Animal was. Yeah. Mm, when he's screaming about like, show me that there's a God. Sometimes like, mm, I love this album so much. And in terms, this is probably my favorite cover art. I love the cover art. I have yeah. the vinyl of it. Um, to me, I, I they got so much flack for it. And I, I I saw immediately what they were going for for it. Um, and it's just such a good album. I expect nothing less of them. They put out two. I call them classics. I think. Home Like No Place There Is mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorite emo records. This is arguably one of my all-time favorite records ever. Um, and just, I don't know, it hits me really hard. Uh, the one interlude, the second interlude with the the kids singing uh, I See the Moon and the Moon Sees yeah. Me. I mean, I work as a camp counselor during the summers, and I work with kids all the time. And, like, that's another thing that connects me to this album. I feel like, I don't know, something about it. His work with kids, I just, I get it in a way. And that interlude, I, I know people hate interludes and I hate, hate skits and stuff, but that one really worked for me. Just, I, I listen to that more <laughs> more than some of the songs, honestly. I love hearing that, that, that group of kids sing that song. But, yeah. Great album. We'll go die at one of their concerts someday. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> if that's how I go, so take me. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Here we are at number uh, ones. We are at number ones. All right. Um. Uh, side note, uh, I didn't get to hear two records this year. Kid Cudi's new record, I bet that's going to be good. And then J. Cole's record, I bet that's mm. going to be absolute trash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that out there <laughs> before we say our number ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We'll see if Jake's wrong or right. No, Jake's right. Jake's, Jake's right. absolutely yeah, right about J. Cole. Right. Forest Hills Drive or whatever is – everyone loved it, and I was just like, eh. But anyway. All right, so to the surprise of absolutely no one. My number one this year is Stage 4 by Touche Amore. And it's just, like like I said, when I heard this song, it was instantly, this is my number one. This is, I know, I mean, this album, I knew that this was going to be the best thing I heard this year because it just felt so fully formed yet still so raw. Like, I don't think I've ever heard an album like this album. And what I was going to say earlier was, I also don't think I've ever heard a punk album that made me immediately call my mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, straight up. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can't can't say anything better about this record. Every single piece of it is so perfectly relatable, either by virtue of shared experience or by how open he is about this experience. And it's just like, Clearly seeing someone processing such a tragic event in their life through this piece of art is heartbreaking and beautiful. And it just it deserves my number one spot in music. Like sometimes artists have this thing where they they have have to make something. It's, yes. it's this, this feels is, like that. this is the, the, he had to make this record. And oftentimes those are like the most raw, emotional types of things. And they're kind of hard to listen to th- those type mm-hmm. of records. I've heard many of them. I've seen movies like that. I've And you could tell that they're laying it out. And 
this is one that like it's raw it's rough but it's so good this is going to be an album that i listen to i think for the rest of my life like i'm going to return mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. all right my number one um joanne lady gaga i just really really enjoyed it um i loved again that throw to country um she owned it it was very different um and she did it awesomely like lady gaga nobody can dispute it is her art she is wholly an artist um and I really liked Angel Down. Again, it added, like, that political flair that's been popular this year. Um, that was about Trayvon Martin. Um, it was just a really good album. And what's more is Lady Gaga took it so much further than the album. She, again, she became the album. Like, her whole aesthetic is different. How she manages I her love marketing it. is different. I absolutely adore it. Her guitar looks badass. I love her tassels. Like, I just love it. She really embodied everything that she wanted out of this album, and she made exactly what she needed. And I, um, it wasn't, it was always going to be on my list. It wasn't originally going to be number one. Um, but I re-listened to it again, and I was just like, it's got to be. I really, really love it. So I love Joanne. I don't care what any of you say. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's gotten mostly praise on yeah. this yeah. Yeah. I know, and it has. <laughs> But like, and I'm not just you're just ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, God. hey, uh, Joanne's really good. Right. Fight me. <laughs> you're wrong. It's so good. It's, okay, it's, it is. I just, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. I think a lesser artist would have taken all the stuff in Joanne and put it in one song. Yeah, and been like, that's the, the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that 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 to me is like, oh, this is my experimental song. She really, yes, yeah, she yeah. went in. She is the Joanne character. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is this person and that takes a lot of guts to do like to go that left field on an album and it turned out so well absolutely yeah that's one thing i love about lady gaga she just like embodies her art with every new album that she Mm -hmm. makes like i mean i'm thinking about her you and i performance where she uh dressed up as her alter ego character the the man i don't remember but uh that was like totally raw i mean it just like i mean there are people that's the cool thing about music. There are so many ways to um, describe an artist. I mean, like the Touche Amore uh, album is totally different from Joanne, but they both convey their art in such like dedicated ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good way There's to put it. There's absolutely no yeah. fear of commitment in the production of these. It's just yeah. 100% what it needed to be. It's all yeah. in all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Let's hear it. <laughs> My number one. My beautiful, precious Beyonce lemonade. <laughs> um, I, I mean, what can I say? I like, I uh, had uh, the HBO subscription, and I heard that Lemonade was coming out, and it was going to be like the you know the film or whatever. And I was just like, all right, I'm like you know taking time out of my evening. I'm going to sit down here in my apartment alone, and I'm going to watch this. And, like, I'm pretty sure this is going to just become my life now. Like, (laughs) and the first frame, I was like, yep, this is it. Um, It was great. Start to finish. I I mean, like, it was perfect. I think the artist that she chose to feature, uh, Kendrick Lamar, um, and then uh, The Weeknd. I I mean, say what you will about Starboy, but I think that um, The Weeknd on um, Beyonce's album was really good. Yeah, Yeah, Um, And um, Jack White. I, I didn't even expect Jack White to be a feature on Lemonade, but Don't Hurt Yourself is is probably one of my favorites on the album. Um, it's it's just... 
Beyonce continues to outdo herself with every single album that she makes. And there are few artists out there that, that can do that. I mean, I've been a fan of Beyonce. I, I haven't been a fan of Beyonce since like the Destiny's Child days. But B-Day was one of the first CDs that I bought myself with my own money. And like, I loved it. Um, and f from then on, I've just been a total like Beyonce fan. Every single album I've loved in different ways. And Lemonade just... I mean, there's not a bad thing that I can say about it. I think it's perfect from start to finish. Um, and I think it's really important that she, you know, um, just release this and, you know, was very, she's, she's really private about a lot of things, but I think that she was, it was good that she was so public, like, yes, this happened. And like, I don't want, you know, people to, think that Jay-Z is a bad person like he did this thing he messed up and now we're both growing because of it and like um I think that's really important I mean it just shows that Beyonce is is confident in her relationship with Jay-Z and you know is willing to you know let let everyone know like this is what happened but this is why like I needed to release this and this is why I'm a better person because of it yeah um so yeah absolutely perfect I mean, Beyonce is pretty much Jesus is the, at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. I have nothing bad to say about her ever. So, yeah, that's my number one. <laughs> now, Jake, let's hear your number one. My number one. My number one has changed about four or five different times. And this record wasn't even in my top ten until that week of the election. And this was the first thing I listened to after that. Because I, I had a hard time listening to anything, honestly. I was just like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want yeah. I, I definitely feel I don't want to do anything. I, and this is, I drove around and I listened to this record again. And I was like, you know what? I, I love this guy. I'm going to listen to his record again. And it was Jeff Rosenstock's Worry. And nothing to me perfectly encapsulates 2016 than that record. Everything about it is like perfectly punk. But like a type of punk for older people. Not this youthful punkness, but like... There's a there's a weightedness to his words. There's a, 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 a some kind of a, there's a time worn sense. To time the worn way that sense it is. to to what he's talking about. And and like you said, dedicated to the victims of injustice. It just feels right. This album to me feels right for this time. It's something that 2016 needed. Like in the same way that "Thank You for Your Service" is what we needed. I think that "Worried" needed to exist. It's like in 2016. "Thank You for Your Service" gave me a hopeful mood. This kind kind of the best metaphor I can give this album is actually one that probably didn't even mean to give. When you buy the record, it comes with a download code filled with wildflower seeds. And on the back it says, uh, when you're done using the download code, plant this and watch a flower grow. But you have to keep going. And to me, that that perfectly gets it to it. Yeah, you can you can do a bunch of stuff. You can stand up. You can you know try to change, but you got to keep doing it. And you know, to me, that's what this record is about. You got to keep keep at it. You know. Uh, another way it reminds me of that BoJack Horseman season two when it's just like it gets it gets better, but you got to do it every day. Yeah. And to me, that's this is what this record's all about. The one song that gets to me the most is When You're Alive, when he's talking about I got to let you know when you're alive because I'll be a disaster when you die. And it's like, I love you, Jeff Rosenstock. You are such a good guy. And I'm going to return to this record anytime I think I feel down over the next few years. <laughs> like. Like, despite the name, it is an album so much about hope. Like, yes. It constantly is detailing all this struggle, but it's never wallowing in it. It's about 
pushing through it. Like mm-hmm. you're so right about that. It's about keep. It's about moving forward. Yeah, and you got to do it every day. And you know what? It's it's strange too because like the cover art is from his wedding, and like in when you're alive, he talks about love is worry. Worry is is a core component to to everything. You know, be worried about stuff, but then don't let it consume you. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I love that record. I I don't think anything better encapsulates this year for me and I think for a lot of people than that one. Uh, Lemonade is pretty great though. (laughs) (laughs) No lie. Can I make an amendment to my favorite song thing? Because I actually remembered my favorite song. Uh, Yes. Wait, what was your favorite song? I'll allow it. Store from Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay, my absolute favorite song. I I want you to know, if you say this, you are just Pissing all over Nick. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna I say know. dedicated the Nick, last thing to Nick. You're stomping. Nick, on I'm Nick's sorry, heart. but I have to be honest. My favorite song is from a band called Pup. They are a punk band. <laughs> oh my god, she just <laughs> and, made Breeze Day. <laughs> and it is Sleep in the Heat. Sleep in the Heat is one of the best songs I I, I listen to it all the time. And it, it details the lead singer had a, a weed addiction and got a pet chameleon. Yes. You can have a weed addiction. <laughs> he got a pet chameleon. physiological one. You yeah. can be addicted yeah. to it. Yeah. He got a pet chameleon to kind of like help him just just have something else to concentrate on. Chameleons are really bad pets. Yes. They are really bad pets. But he got a chameleon to keep care of it. And I guess from what I read about the song and everything, he stopped smoking, but his roommates didn't. And he didn't know that. And his chameleon got sick. He spent all of his savings alone trying to get his keep his chameleon alive, and it just leads to the best line of the whole song where don't he's spoil, like, "Don't spoil it for me. I want to hear it now." Oh, I hear this song okay. Now. But the end of that song is just brutal, and mm, my gosh, I love that song. I scream it every time I'm in the car. The music video Even when for that's it—that's not the song that's playing. Yeah, <laughs> the music video for it features uh, one Will from uh, uh, Finn Wolf something from Stranger yeah. Things mm-hmm. and. This made uh, me cry. That that music video, video is probably one of the best evolved. music videos of the year if you can make it through without getting weepy. Uh, but damn, Sleep in the Heat. Pup, I didn't like that album. Pup, you didn't make that great of an album, but you made a damn good song <laughs> with Sleep in the Heat. But I think that's it. Um, uh, other than that, we are going to put a playlist together yes. of selected tracks from each one of our albums, and we're going to put it on Spotify. So unfortunately, there will be no songs from Lemonade uh. on it. That playlist should be in the description, but other than yes. that, that's it. I will record myself singing Lemonade songs and then upload them to <laughs> we'll Spotify. Yeah, we will all oh sing God, it. Can we? Okay. <laughs> okay, ladies, now let's get information. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> we'll make Nick do it. Um, there you go. All right. But uh, I am Jake Doolin. I am uh, visiting uh with me permanent podcast C- boy <laughs> permanent Sorry. podcast boy there you go that's it cj streetman managing editor brianna marvel community manager savannah smith assistant creative director and we will see you next, next year, year. Woo! Bye.